You're listening to Workaholic, a podcast that helps professionals like you escape burnout and experience growth. My name is Kiko Mabilog. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, Workaholics, you are here with me today, Kiko Mabilog. You are listening to Workaholic with Kiko Mabilog, a podcast that helps professionals escape burnout and experience growth so that they can hustle without the hurry. How do you run a business without losing your mind? I think that this conversation with Sophia has been really helpful to help me understand like how to basically run a business without losing your mind. And I'm sure that you're going to learn a lot from it as well. So without further ado, let's just jump straight into this episode. And let's all welcome once again, Sophia of Avatosti. There's a thing right now where people are you know, calling, calling a lifestyle business where you have a business that runs like automatically even when you're not in the business and you yeah. can spend 10 to 15 hours you know on the business a week you know that's all that's not yeah. always the case but like you you spend as little time as possible so that you have time to do you, other things yeah. and that's been the goal for us um for the last two years we've been slowly been pulling ourselves out of the business of course you can't completely exit right because like you got you have the responsibility to your, to your clients you, you need to train people. You have to own the business. Uh, and that means actually showing up um, as, as often as you can. But it's, it's realizing that the reason why you started the business in the first place is because you wanted freedom, right? You want, exactly. you want, yeah. And, and so sometimes when you're a business owner and you get so consumed in the business, you realize, wait a minute, I thought I was doing this so that I could have freedom of time, freedom you know, to enjoy life. And then we lose that along no. the way. Yeah. Has there ever been a point in, in, in your business where you kind of dealt with that situation and where you said like, yep, I definitely want to start exiting so that I can start to enjoy life a bit more? Definitely. I think that what I suffer from, especially, you know, at the beginning that I, I felt kind of guilty taking time off because I could be working on more things and, and growing more. And like, why am I taking time off? And just kind of like this workaholic mentality. And then I realized like everyone takes a break. So you also need a break so that you can reset and refocus mm-hmm. and just go back into it with, with energy. Yeah. Um, but I think that the most important thing of having that system is to have people that can work in your business and then you can focus your time on working on your business. So there's yeah. this concept from a book that is called The E-Myth that is my favorite book. Um, I'll send you the name so you can link it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but basically, the main concept of the book is that when you go into business by yourself, you actually go into business with three people. So one is the technician, one is the manager, and one is the entrepreneur. So the first Love one is that. the technician. This is the person that works with their hands. So let's say a chef. A chef is a technician. Right. Mm-hmm. Then there's a the manager. So the manager is the person that is in charge of doing scheduling, ordering food, uh, doing yeah. accounting like all these managerial roles which you know you can be good at but maybe that's not what you want to do right on your business and then the third one is the entrepreneur which is the person who actually has the vision who can go out there and you know be part of podcasts connect with other entrepreneurs create partnerships and and see where the brand is going and actually take it there so if you're too focused in your business like working mm. in your business as the technician as the manager you don't have time to work as the entrepreneur on your business, right? Yeah. So that's why it's so important to create these systems 
because it allows you to like get out of your business to work on your business, but also to have that free time that the business can keep running without you. True. And I think that it's yeah. also important going back to that point about perfection, like perfection is so ambiguous or, you know, it's just like, what mm -hmm. is perfect, right? Like you might show me mm -hmm. a graphic and I think it's perfect. And then you show it to someone else and they think that the pink is too pink. Right. So <laughs> it's just kind of like, you know, it's the same with managing people. Like, of course, you have to have certain standards. And that's when those managers come into play, right? The manager has to have the highest standard in the company, 125% following the standards so that everyone under them follows them at least like 90%, right? Or 100% ideally. Um, but yeah, if, if, if you like start focusing on like, how are they washing the dishes? How are they doing this? Like, no, you have to have like some basic ground rules. Like for me, for example, mm. what's, like non-negotiable, like the food, like our food is super Instagrammable. So the food always needs to look beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, it has to have the right portions, right? Because you don't want to set the wrong expectations. Like, oh, one day I came in and I made the toast. I put like 20 kilos of salmon on it. And the next day I put the right amount. So the customer feels ripped off, right? So you want to mm -hmm. keep that consistency in your product. And of course, customer service, because at the end of the day, that's what sets you apart. Just kind yeah. of like literally as simple as saying hello to your customers, right? So if those like big chunks of things are like covered, you don't want to go crazy into micromanaging their every move, yeah. you know? And sometimes yeah. I, I feel when I go there, I'm just like trying to tell myself like, oh, just don't say anything, you know? Just, <laughs> you know, look away. As, if it's like little things, you know? But again, it's... It's just about having those leaders in there, like the people that are mm -hmm. actually managing, that mm -hmm. can make sure that people are following their routines, that people are following those checklists, that people are like actually trained. And like training is so important, right? Like you have to make sure you it train is. someone properly, but that's not where it ends, right? Training yeah. is an ongoing thing. So it's mm -hmm. just like following up. So a perfect example is like you coming to work the first day and I'm like, hey, today I'm going to show you how to cut cucumber. So you're like cutting your cucumber and I know first I show you how that's step number one I'll show you how this is how we cut the cucumber da, 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 da. this is the knife that you use this is okay did you get okay now you show me how you do it so then they're like mm. so they, they do it and you're like okay perfect this guy knows how to cut cucumber and then you leave and you assume that he's always going to cut the cucumber like that no you're wrong that's when the responsibility comes in and you have to come in and make sure and follow up with them and see like hey you know what let me show you again how to cut that cucumber. I think you maybe forgot or, you know, you don't want to be mean, but, you know, let me show you again. And then you show them again. And then you show them again. And that's how you build habits. And then you don't have to be micromanaging. Yeah. Right? You just, people learn how to do things and people are not like standing around wondering what they're supposed to do. And I think it also falls back into like values and what are the values of your team and your company? Because I think that mm. that would also help your team make decisions when when things happen and you're not available, right? Like yeah. if, you're, if your decision is that you want to keep your customer happy, like we don't make excuses for that, right? So like we're always trying to be proactive and find solutions. So if something bad was to happen, I want to empower my team and they know what's our big core value to keep our customers happy. And they're going to do whatever it takes to achieve that goal, right? And they're not going to be scared that they're going to mess it up because I empower them to do it. Right? Yeah. So there's like different techniques that you can, you know, put into place and create that, you know, corporate culture so that you can actually step away from your business and you can, you know, have peace of mind that yeah. things are getting done.
Hundred percent. You know, I mean, if there's one thing I've learned as a leader in our in our business, I try to be you know the best possibly can be. Not sure if I'm doing a good job sometimes, but like one thing that I have learned as a leader is the importance of helping your team by like what you said empowering them and i think you know there's a very big difference between enabling and empowering when you and and this is just me of course right but enabling basically is like giving them the tools to you know do the best job possible and but sometimes like to your point right i mean they'll take the tools and they'll do it right the first time but then they'll lose the momentum at some point but empowering on the other hand it's not just giving them you know the physical or like the obvious tools that they need but it's also giving them like the the soft skills and like the internal tools that they need and um one one culture uh i don't want i don't know if you call it a culture but like one thing that we've really tried to teach like in you know in our business and the, the other things that i'm doing is like teaching people how to take ownership over certain things because you know i mean at the end of the day a business will only only ever have one or two or like a couple of owners like but when you start to like trickle down that ownership down to like mid-level to like even entry level in your business then i think that that's when your business starts to have legs of its own like one one obsession that i've always had how do you make a business how do you build a business that's going to last 50 70 80 100 years how do you how do you build a business that outlives you you know you know you can create your own legacy you you build a business that runs even when you're not around and i think that for me that's the goal right i don't want a business just because you know i want to be you know uh drinking uh from a coconut while everyone's working hard for me to earn more money that's not the goal the goal is I want to be able to make a business that runs on its own so that even when I'm no longer around, we're still making the same impact. And like yeah. in, in my quest to do that, I've realized it's like people that are in the business have to start realizing that it's not just about me being the owner of the business. It's not just me taking ownership. I need to be able to give that sense of ownership to like everyone and anyone that that's part of the organization and of course i haven't figured that all out completely right i mean there will always be that one person who's just there for the paycheck who's all who's just there because yep i I just need a salary and i I, and that's it and you know and and, and that's when it gets tricky because everyone needs money right like that true of course they want a salary right of course but you can make money doing a million other things so for me Mm -hmm. that's important that they actually like what we're doing and they're happy at work because that will reflect back in everything they do yeah yeah i mean they they have to love what they're doing right i mean gotta make sure that they're actually interested in the topic and that's that's one thing that you want you want to check it's like is is this something that they're passionate about is this something that they feel they're good at and and secondly, it's it's all also making that vision clear, plain and simple for them as well. Like, what is the big why for the business in the first place? Because right. I've found that yeah. there's, I mean, very important. Yeah, because like I've 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 realized that if you give someone or any like if you give a team, you know, a vision to run with, and that vision is bigger than just making money or just you know 
making sure that we have enough, you know, cash in the cash register. If you if you give that vision to people and you say, you know, we're here to do this, you know, and we're here to change that, it actually excites them. And when they're excited, they they feel the most empowered. And and sometimes they start making decisions that you might not make, but then you realize, oh wow, they made that decision because they they actually own this. They actually yeah. want to see this thing succeed. They and that's that care. was they actually care, right? They care about your customers, they care about the business. And that, that was a big thing for about me. Like when performance. and they're exactly they start taking ownership and like saying like, how can I be better? How can I take accountability? It's pretty hard if you're a colleague. Like, but but if I do want to step out, I know that these people are gonna take care of the business the way that maybe not to the level that I would, but to a level that would keep it sustainable. And that's what's important.